Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt. And today we talk to author William Vinville about how to harmonize our higher self with our lower self so that we manifest the highest expression of universal consciousness within each of us. So with that, William, welcome to Macabre Chakras. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor and such a blast. So thank you so much, Vaughn. Oh, you're welcome. So I know um, you actually have a speaking engagement coming up pretty soon at the Higher Self Expo um, on July 17th through 18th. So um, that is going to be a fun one. But before we get into that and your work that you'll be discussing there, can you tell everyone your story for how you even got into this in the first place? Well, it all started December 20th, 1996 on a surgery table in San Diego, California. I, um, my body was getting... Uh, gastric bypass the ruin y procedure done and what occurred at that time was i was connecting with the body as i was connecting with the old will as well which many get confused because a walk-in is not an entity it's a soul it's a being and the soul and the being that was in this body before the surgery he had tried and tried many times to take his own life he was over 425 pounds and of course by agreement mutual agreement between he and i and the whole universe i was i was able to assist him to make a full transition and that's when i came into the form and i'll never forget it. i woke up on the seventh floor looking out the window at the most amazing amazing sunset ever right in san diego right on the, the coast where you could just see the water and the glistening on the water which is so gold a little bit of orange is so magical. And that's when I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. You know, uh, I know all these people around the old Will family monad, but it's kind of interesting knowing them and having all the data and information, but also not recognizing them. So on one hand, okay, you're the mother, okay, you're the sister, you're the brother, you're the cousin, blah, blah, blah. But wow, who are you really? And because there wasn't that familial sort of bond that mm -hmm. you would experience in a family monad based in magnetics and, you know, all the old karmic debris eons ago when the karmic ladder work was still in place and all the soul level journey or attribute. And so, okay, I, you know, greeted everyone and went on with my day kind of thing and stayed in the hospital for probably a few more days. 
then it was time to go home. So here I go, I'm going home. And then within a matter of about a week, the body started shutting down system after system after system. Um, the mind it was pretty much fried because I ended up um, started falling, started losing my vision. And eventually the body started eating itself away. And I was in a wheelchair for two and a half years in extreme pain due to the myelin sheath being eaten away. And then oddly enough, it's like all these soul memories, all of the um, old soul journeyer known as the original well, well, I was now finding that I was clearing out his debris Two like two weeks in bed. And I was given the death sentence eight different times that it will, there's nothing more we can do for you and all the extreme pain and so forth. So I ended up getting a pain pump um, inserted. I was in, I was in, still in the wheelchair and things weren't looking so hot as far as not being able to make it or pull it through. But sure enough, you know, a year went by and on and on. And then finally, I had met a dear one. Um, okay. Real quick, um, before you get into the dear one that um, helped you transition to the next phase of your transition, I have a couple questions about the, walk, about the walk-in. Because uh-huh. I'm very familiar with the walk-in soul. Um, and I actually have clients that are walk-in souls that are trying to figure out what is the deal with all this. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what exactly. is going on? I uh, what did uh-huh. I sign up for? You know, I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So let's clarify for everybody what a walk-in soul is. And I actually have an example of one on a recent client that I worked with. But can you clarify for people what is a walk-in soul? <laughs> it's when the soul of the the soul that came into the body when the body was in the gestational process leaves the body. So therefore the body is empty. There's no personality. There's no consciousness. See, when I come in, when I came in, it was to pick up the slack from the old soul, rebuild mm-hmm. the body in my image. It wasn't about taking over another dear one's body. Mm-hmm. The one wanted off the planet so that he escorted out i escorted in and, and why her. did he want off the i mean do you have any remembrance of yeah. this agreement yeah. okay so where were where was your soul previously before you did the exchange for this Sirius. body serious you were in serious okay so you are you're a what they would call a in in popular culture a star seed but you're basically from a different the serious star system yeah. Okay. And so did you embody, did your original soul embody another being in the Sirius star system? No. In that star no. system, it was, it was just pure consciousness. It was, you don't, there wasn't really form. Okay. It was okay. more of a collective. And so how did you know, okay, William Linville, Linville um, on earth wants out of his contract uh, this life contract how did you how did you come across that um that call well the best way to explain it is here i am existing emanating through sirius and i see in here this echo this um frequency this tone it's somewhat of a yearning and then going that direction following it 
as a frequency and a tone. It's almost like something out of sync, like in your car engine per se. Mm-hmm. And you start to become attracted to it. And then you also start to connect with the higher self of the dear one whose body that you're going to inhabit. Mm-hmm. And you make these agreements and it was like the old will was yearning and yearning to be out of pain, guilt, mm. resentment, uh, familial issues, um, karmic issues. Right, and- right. So the original William, um, prior to the surgery, they like, he's going to do it again. He's going to incarnate again and have to ca- carry out his life lessons. So why did he, when you were having this ethereal conversation to trade spaces and do each other a favor or do him a favor, why did he decide to check out per se? I mean, why not finish out the plan that he had already, you know, came in to do? Because via agreement, he was very depressed, very shut down and you know, via the agreement we made, I was going to assist him to make a full transition and I would pick up the slack. So therefore, mm-hmm. he, as a soul, was no longer caught within the karmic lattice work. And through the karmic lattice work, that's what keeps souls reincarnating, reincarnating. He got to make right to make right a wrong that they created in a, a, a lifetime. Is that kind of kind of like balancing out imbalances within themselves? Like mm-hmm. Like if I took someone off the planet the next time around, them, they may do the same, or maybe we'll both wake up simultaneously. And now the karmic lattice work is not so dense, magnetized, and condensified. Mm-hmm. The magnetics are split up to where now their ones are able to make a full transition is stepping out of the cyclical cycle of the karmic mm-hmm. wheel. Hmm. Well, maybe that's a maybe that's a conversation on the other side for the original soul. Uh, what to do with their life lessons that they had set yeah. up for themselves prior to um, incarnation, so they can, um, you know, re rebalance those unbalanced energies, or when and other people would call it karma in Buddhism. You know, I actually have an, a story that relates to this, and maybe you can give some answers to this because as we talk about this this walk in concept. Um, I had a client who had um, years of, but the last year he had come in uh, for hypnosis and consultation and he had come in because he had dreams about his childhood best friend. Okay. Um, his childhood best friend that he was young adult with. And he had dreams of his childhood best friend where he was um, just kind of hanging out and having fun. For like a year, he would have these continuing random recurring dreams of hanging out with his best friend. And then one day, his best friend said in his dreams, hey, man, um, I'm going to reincarnate again. He's like, oh, exciting. And he's like, no, 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 it's going to be different. I'm going to reincarnate into a young man, a 13, 14-year-old young man who's incarcerated in prison right now. Okay. He screwed up his life so bad that he can't carry on his plan. And so because I have um, I have experience as a juvenile in our childhood, um, we have a, a similar frequency. So I'm able to understand where he's coming from. So we, so I'm helping him out and I'm doing I'm going to walk into his body. But here's the problem. I don't have any remembrance at all 
of who I was before um, and you or anything else because I completely forget everything coming into the Earth experience. But I need your help. I need you to help me um, get myself straight and on the correct path so I can carry on and finish out this this kid's contract as him. And so um, that's what my client's experience was. And so we decided, okay, the best way to help him is without getting involved because my client is in, in his 50s and this is this walk-in is going into a teenager's body who's incarcerated for homicide. Um, but he didn't do it, um, but he was part of it um, with his siblings. Um, but it was, so anyways, the, the way that in which that we were able to find a way to help everybody and still keep a respectful boundary for his journey is to just send some, um, because I am a, a book author and I write Buddhism books about raising your frequency and transcending the earth experience. So I sent him some of my books um, and sent his uh, incarcerated family members, members who were part of it, some of my books. And, uh, and we just send the best um, intentions and well-being so that uh, in finding the material and reading it, that could help them raise their frequency and help them get out of that, um, get into a better place in the rest of their life. But this was the experience recently that I had of a walking soul asking a living soul, who's my client, for help because he's not going to remember. So my question for you is, why do you have remembrance coming into the earth experience of all this? Because he has no remembrance. Well, the reason is when I picked up the package, it's kind of, it can be confusing at times because I have all these memories that are not my memory. Mm-hmm. I have all these experiences that are not my experience. I didn't come in wide awake and fully alert. I came in about as dense as you can be. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was part of the body shutting down, uh, dying off. Because he was in pretty good health, except for being over 425 pounds when he went into surgery. Now, when I picked up the body, that's when the body started breaking down and breaking down. And the nervous system, the body was eating away its own organs. And part of the major part of that was the whole body dissolving, shutting down. I, I call it more like cleaning out the archives, but then new energy a new paradigm coming into the body so therefore i Mm -hmm. have old memories but now i have my total awareness that's coming in and coming through and it grows every moment every day so you remember more you slowly remember more as you anchor in more of your original and and also okay more that you're clearing out the debris the gunk um judgment um identification, pain, and all that fun stuff, that when you sit here, you just take a breath. Okay, it is what it is. But see, you're not re-steering it back to anchoring in again. I'm not giving it energy. I'm letting it die off. Mm -hmm. Unveilment through that, including quantum leaping and so forth, that... You know, or and even Ari, keep me unfolding as quickly as I can handle for my highest, best good, higher levels, and let's go. And literally, where there's nothing to hold on to, there's mm-hmm. nothing to identify with. It's just right. move, opening, moving, expanding, and that's where you speed up such to such a level of vibratory frequencies and megahertz of light that the clouds are gone, and now it's a direct connection. The right, right. Running with it, right. So, so 
the original soul of William had a hard time letting go of all these dense, I would call it third dimensional issues that he had gathered in his life. He was not able to transcend them or work through them or, you know, um, learn from them, whatever you want to call that. And you just came in and you just uh, process it all. Yeah, with okay. by agreement, I came in to clear what I call clear the decks, soul clear the decks. and body. Right. So you did the forgiveness, you did the letting go, you did the um, understanding, you did the transcending, all you did all the stuff and that he just had a hard in, time doing. Yeah, including finding the benefits and oh, and learning the the life lessons to get the benefits so that you know how to create moving forward. So you did that all the, all for him, and. Um, you know, bless his soul in his next incarnation because he's going to pick up where he had left off. And hopefully the second time or the next time around, he is going to have some support and the ability to be able to do all that mm-hmm. and, and, and accelerate his spiritual evolution. Well, let me let me ask you this. This is another thing I was curious about with the walk-ins. Why would a soul who is in serious who doesn't have, and you said the Sirius is basically energy beings um, in the Sirius um, constellation, and they don't necessarily have bodies. So you guys have what they would call, quote, quote, light bodies, or basically energy bodies. Why would you go from the energy body down to the dense physical body? What's the, what do you get out of it? Everything. Because in that state, that's where many get so confused, Vaughn, um, at times, that, mm-hmm. I want to leave the planet. I want to go to heaven. I want to leave the planet. I want to go here. Blah blah blah. It's so not like that. You don't. What is it like? Explain to people why being a higher frequency incarnate in the physical is such a gift, and why we don't see it. Explain to them why there's such a long line for that experience. Because once you pick up a body, for one, you have sight. For two, you have smell. Three, all the senses, feeling, Mm -hmm. corpuscles of touch taste and even awareness that you are you inside of a physical form mm-hmm. and where you pick it up to for one accelerate it so you're you're coming let's say you're slowing down vibratorily to fit into a form the form speeding up to hopefully find a middle point mm-hmm. there and then from there you integrate you marry with your higher levels your cradle levels and then mm-hmm technically the whole universe to where now we use it as a tool for grounding basically just an anchor to animate through otherwise you know beyond that it's like everything just is there's no heights there's those there's no lows there's no way to feel any of the above Mm -hmm. recognize it as a feeling or a presence and Mm. i i so beautifully I, i get to enjoy having a physical form i get to enjoy driving a car vehicle, uh, playing with the animal kingdoms, the plant kingdoms, the oceanic realms, my bride and all the dear ones that I facilitate and assist that in it's that spark of love, that spark of mm-hmm. like spark of joy that ignites and becomes a brush fire, then a forest fire. And then through all the grid, uh, the fire grids and the light, the light grids mm-hmm. and clearing out the density and souls that have been stuck in the grid system. Okay, well, now we get into this concept of souls being, quote, stuck in the grid system. So um, define the grid system for people so do they understand where you're coming from. What is the grid system? Okay, there's the planetary grid system that would, it is the magnetics in which gravity, but also it holds the very 
dirt, sand, particles mm-hmm. together to give it right. to give it the appearance of form. Now it has become more and more sluggish at times. It's become mm-hmm. a lot denser at times. That's part of what we're watching right now with the funky weather and the astroplanes collapsing and that now you're you're walking in a breathe a feeling breathing body, but you're also walking on a feeling breathing planet. Mm-hmm. To what happens from here? All these underground, uh, I call them like veins, uh, waterways, veins, and so forth. All that network that is speeding up and speeding up. Mm-hmm. It's a harmonic convergence to convergence to start dissipating and dissipating. And where even the magnetics are becoming rather than the rock solid, they're becoming more fleeted, more expansive to where you're, you're bringing your energy bodies, you're bringing your light bodies and your mm-hmm. creative consciousness and your consciousness into right here, right now, and letting the planet literally open up all around you, including mm-hmm. circumstances and situations. Right, right. And in terms of the astral planes, the, uh, which is this, you know, a non-physical plane of existence, you're saying that that's breaking down. How is that breaking down? And how does that relate to this plane of physical form? It relates in every way. You see, we can call it the global warming. We can call it the the astral planes of consciousness, mass collective mm-hmm. consciousness, all these things. Well, what happens is the faster humanity is going, the vibratory levels are speeding up, including the planet, especially your body. What mm-hmm. happens is all this stuff that it was one at one time was like a big magnetic or let's call it a big giant rubber tire around the planet mm-hmm. now the particles that made up that form are dissipating dissipating so therefore the more that we're waking up we're activating walking our walk emanating well that's cracking all this stuff up to where it's no does no longer has that solidified state and then the planet you start jamming then the planet jams then you jam then the, you, the planet jams it, it's such a beautiful dance because mm-hmm. it's taking all this stuff that has been magnetically surrounding the cosmic lattice work, the astral planes of consciousness, so forth, so forth. And you're beaming right through it. That also has the dense heaviness, sluggishness, and the magnetic right. dissipate and collapse. Because right, it's right. also birthing brighter, too. Well that, well, that goes into my next question about, um, about raising consciousness. So in Buddhism, we call people who incarnate again into this experience to help raise consciousness they're doing what the, we would call the bodhisattva journey we're helping everybody raise their consciousness so they can get there together uh, and this so they can all get to those high resonance with consciousness so mm-hmm. what is your mission in doing this because obviously you you answer the call of this young of this young soul that wants out of his contract that was that was one thing, but is there like a greater mission that you came here for? Because you're talking in terms of Earth's consciousness and um, the evolution of just humanity. So what is your mission in all that? To marry with my light bodies, marry with the rest of myself, to embody greater consciousness through this form and to be as clear, pure, and iridescent as I can be as I'm assisting more and more dear ones to wake up on their own journey and to also accelerate. And then masters after masters, accelerating, accelerating, affecting the whole, but then also going into how to be in a body on a planet in a way, shape, and form of harmonance rather than discourse. Right. And let me ask you something too, in, in terms of that mission of harmonizing the higher frequencies of consciousness 
um, connecting with source consciousness in the physical and just, just mirroring all of it into this experience. Um, there is this concept uh, in some spiritual circles of we got to get to our light body. We got to get, we got to shed the physical body. We don't need this physical body anymore because this is a lower frame of existence. We want to get just to the light body. So you came from a light body existence where you didn't have the physical body and you're coming into the physical body. Can you ex- explain um, your thoughts on that perspective that the light body, the non-physical body is better than the physical body that some yeah. people keep saying in this in these circles? Yeah. Now, if you could imagine just right here, right now, stepping right out of your body, you have no thought, you have no contemplation, you don't have an identity, mm-hmm. no self-image, no worthy, not worthy, blah, blah, blah stuff. To get into what many are calling their light bodies, it's basically just a whole complete state of spaciousness, isness, but you don't know that it's isness because you don't have anything to base it on. You don't have a mirror. You don't have any kind of polarity to reflect back to yourself. Any dualities. You just just are. Mm -hmm. Now... You have a body, so yeah, part of the big picture is, all right, you know, let's accelerate, accelerate, not, and this is where, and I'm glad you asked this one, because so many different ones, they, they go into suffering, like, uh, I may not be happy now, but once I'm out of my body, I'll be, I don't know, walking with Jesus or the Buddha or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't work like that, because even the Jesus and Buddha, they don't have their form anymore, but they have mastered this realm in their own divine mastery to accelerate overcoming the fears of death, overcoming all this other stuff mm-hmm. to truly step into a whole new harmonic. I want to add through their bodies to activate, amplify, and then, you know, laughing, chuckling, because there's, you know, it's a humor, yeah. but it's a time where you're receptive and expressive because you have a form now. Yeah. Many that want to hurry up, hurry up, get out of the body. Well, I mean, it's with most love, most respect, but you're kind of going the wrong direction. And because you want to divinitize your form, that's how you get to your light bodies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so it really comes back to the concept of um, linear thought. The linear thought. Um, that many people have is, oh, we got to work and to raise our frequency. We got to get to our light bodies. We got to shed these physical bodies because we don't longer need these forms anymore. And when you get all the way to that point, you just go back to now let's integrate all of what we know in these higher consciousness and higher realms of frequencies. And let's integrate it into the physical form. So now you are um, divinity embodied. Yeah, and the coolest thing about it mm-hmm. is that I make humor with it. Like, if you want to see how far you are along your journey, go spend the holidays with your family. You know, I mean, because I actually it, enjoy it, so <laughs> I, I love it too. But I, I say it due to like I call it the Enlightenment Olympics. Who's further along? On and on and on. Well, let's just if we can for a minute, let's just light all that on fire and let's ask ourselves how much light, how much love. How much pure essence, pure consciousness can I emanate just right the second? You know, mm-hmm. not tomorrow, not yesterday, but really right the second. And let's take in a breath. 
into the nose, down to, into the lower tummy, hold, and then exhaling slowly as you can through the mouth. Because this mm-hmm. is about walk through, walking through new portals, new doorways of self-discovery and exploration. Mm-hmm. And you start to, it, it's kind of amazing because there's no end to you. Right. There's just a beginning called waking up. Right. And so and why did, awesome, go ahead. Be, I'm sorry. Wouldn't it be awesome to be in the middle of the ocean with or without food or the middle of the desert in the outback in Australia, mm-hmm. blah, 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 the middle of Metropolis, uh, Wall Street. Wouldn't it be amazing to be there, but unaffected by it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get that a lot because it seems to be people put, some people put a, um, a value system on the different levels of consciousness, the spirit body being the physical body and they, they put a value system, whereas it's like putting a value system in your evolution. Like, let's say you take a concept of grade school. You have grade school, you have college, you have, you know, all these different experiences. And getting your PhD is no less sweet than graduating from kindergarten. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at it like that, even with like, let's call it echelons, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't it be a bummer if we never had ever again a disposal engineer, a trash mm-hmm. person? Because that's just as important. The janitor is the CEO. So it's like, yep. now we take it from there, put it here side by side mm-hmm. at equality state and how you have just as much of a purpose as everyone else. Then you may have all these letters behind your name you may have all these degrees and that's great awesome job great mastery now it's just a matter okay with those or without those how does that affect the light beingness and the love that you emanate Mm -hmm. for that matter right right and then you know the other thing also about um like your mission to raise consciousness in this form that you have incarnated in as a walk-in is not just to um shed another perspective on um, many humans value system of their spiritual journey from this, the light body to the physical body and that separation um, perspective. But also um, what about the perspective of the people who are awake versus the people who are asleep, the people who are good versus the people who are evil, the people who are quote, quote, light workers and spiritual warriors versus the people who are going against that. I mean, there's a lot of dual concepts at play and there's just different ways of creating the same old game. What does a walk-in soul from Sirius think about these dueling concepts that people um, come up with in terms of consciousness? Yeah, I have a lot of compassion for them because... I look at this and it's like the evil doer, okay, that's what they're doing. They're not evil. They're just doing evil acts. This one over here may be christening a baby or something. And that I find them technically equal. You mm-hmm. know. And explain that, explain that equality for people because this is how you can emerge the higher self and the lower self. Because all of these are concepts, the higher self, same concept of duality the higher self being higher and the lower self being lower and not you know not as equivalent as the higher self and we're talking about merging it all to a harmonized 
um, peaceful, high frequency state as one consciousness. So um, people, there's this, there, these, are, these are buzzwords right now between the woke people, the awakened people and the lovingly coined sheeple, though not awake people. So uh -huh. please describe um, your perspective on that new play on separation. Okay, so with this whole woke, not woke thing, if I was going to go out for the night, I would definitely, definitely encourage you to hang out with the unwoken people. Because oddly enough, they have less of an ego. Now, yes. more fun too. <laughs> but, but the two... Diverse ego is a big thing. Oh, and it's just unbelievable big thing. And, oh, and another way to create ego. Yeah, exactly. It's like a CEO versus a janitor. Well, they're just two different life paths. One's not better than the other. All of it serves the purpose for the whole. Now, you know, we can go out and trade uh, enlightenment words or whatever, whatever, but that's not you being you. That's you having a long-term memory. Now, it's really what's behind the words, what's hot behind or inside your heart, mm -hmm. your heart and really your own diligence of, okay, look, I may have a thought. I may have a murderous thought. I may have a loving thought. Let's, let's skip all that for a minute. Let's skip the judgment that puts it into another box. Mm -hmm. Thought is only a thought until you give a power. So therefore, I would say everyone are totally waking up, done deal. But now it's an unfoldment, an unveilment. Some dear ones, you know, going through the whole COVID stuff and all that, you know, some dear ones are at that breaking point of saying, okay, am I getting my attention or am I just not getting my attention? I'm speaking for you as you from your higher levels, talking to the little, the little uh, self-identification old part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they sometimes they punch their ticket and go play elsewhere. Now, if they're not getting their attention, because it, it's what I love, you know, because you look at all this stuff on and it's like, how is it that the elders or whatever in the Aboriginal tribes in the no, in no man's land or way mm -hmm. up of the Yukon. Right. have never seen an enlightenment book, heard an enlightenment book, but they're awake. Isn't that yeah. just amazing how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, and and that goes into my question about high, high infinite consciousness people. So, um, so there seems to be more infinite consciousness people incarnating at this time, or high frequency people incarnating time, or source source code souls incarnating this time. Whether it be a walk in or they're coming in on on birth or whatever. Um, what what is how does that relate? to what humanity is going through in terms of leveling up their frequency with earth as she levels up her frequency you know why does it seem that there's so much more infinite consciousness people incarnating at this time Be because when the new paradigm started you know harmonic convergence back in 87 on and on well now we have the next evolvement of the dna the next evolvement uh, dear ones, especially going back from what we were talking about earlier, the Carmen Glasswork, dear ones coming in now, that they're not coming into 
play a certain script for you, you play a script and see if you're going to remove each other from the planner or who could do it first. You're right. Right. Not, not like in linebacker mode, more like expressive, open-hearted mode. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's all the fancy tag words, you know, the indigos, the rainbows, the crystals. Mm-hmm. They're just all these different names, different purposes, but different names. But when it all comes down to it, it's like the advance advancement of the evolvement of the human species, even waking mm-hmm. up to human, which you being the ancient sound of creator in the mammalian species. So <clears throat> all this stuff's being being wiped out of your eyes and your mm-hmm. heart. And mm-hmm. in this flip side of the whole COVID calamities is this whole thing around dear ones waking up or even waking up like it's like waking up out of a shock that I didn't I don't even remember that I had a wife and three kids at home. I totally forgot that what the whole familial bond is. I totally forgot about what I love when I love and I've been so in my warrior gladiator gear trying to plow mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Like right there. And it is part of the beautiful like pulling off the mask and yeah. we can breathe again, right? Yeah, you know, and that's what I found very interesting about um, ego. Uh, in my observation of ego and the lower self, you know, yeah. we just, you know, it, we in, in terms of understanding, in terms of the human brain, understanding things and concepts, they have to put some linearity measurement mm-hmm. um, for growth. So, in terms of ego well, identification, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Linearity. So, so in my in my observation of people. They need to know where they're going based on where they came from. They need some t- framework, uh-huh. uh, um, you know, and so these labels, these timelines, these um, isolating mark, they're markers, they're markers so that they understand their evolution. And then when you get all the way to um, infinite consciousness, you come back and you're like, there is no markers. It's all just different, different points in your experience it's all just one big experience and they you know um it's almost like watching a flower bloom there's different progressive points Mm -hmm. for it to bloom but it's one big orchestrated event and so if you look at just like if you look at the seed you're going to have an opinion about the seed but if you look at the bloom you're going to have an opinion about the bloom and you might put some value judgments between the starting seed and the bloom but um, a higher consciousness person would be like, no, it's all valid because it's all one big event that's happening right now. And what I found interesting about um, the concept of ego and why ego is given such a bad reputation in spiritual circles, in many spiritual circles and people's concept of ego identity is that we must let it go. We completely have to let go of ego. Um, and yes, you can let go of ego and um you know, be infinite consciousness in the body. But um, what are your thoughts on living with a harmonized ego, which is like your lower self, your identity self, um, with your higher self, and just living just completely with your higher self and completely letting go of ego during the life experience? I mean, I don't, I don't see one as being better than, but yeah. for some people, they see one as being better than the other. Okay. Live with ego, live without ego. What are your What are your thoughts on this argument would, about ego? Oh, okay, well, <clears throat> when I look at it <clears throat> and contemplate it, I look at ego. It's 
once again, it's like a thought, a thought U.S. creator commanded that thought to be real. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a traumatic event and your mom ran and rushed you out of the road, yelling and screaming and because a bus or something's coming. Well, that's where you anchor it in. You say, I'm not safe or I did something wrong or I'm bad or I'm good. And you make you as creator command that to be the truth of yourself. Therefore, we have this normal energy that would keep flowing. Now it gets blocked up and stopped. Mm-hmm. And that's called emotion. Now the emotion is feeding the ego, making this our, our, our tighter and tighter. Now, right. I would say, as far as living with no ego, I really don't see a purpose to sit back and create all these beliefs and judge yourself, anyone else, and everything else. I find that to be more, I, I watch bodies get sick because of that stuff. If not, leave the planet. Now, mm-hmm. you look at that, and then running around as your higher self 24-7, well, <clears throat> I would say, I would step out of both of those polarities and just come mm-hmm. right to your heart. A thought is a thought, not a good, not bad. Now you as your higher self, yeah. All right, bring in the rest of me. Higher levels, take them in, speak to me. Right, me. Right. But, <clears throat> but I'm not going to polarize myself as if... <clears throat> I'm going to demonize the ego. See, the ego is different than the mind. The mind's your friend. The body's mm-hmm. your friend. They're your tools. Now you start unraveling those decisions that you made when your mom ran out in the middle of the street yelling and screaming out of her own panic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you take a look at what occurred. You take a look at what you decided. Then you say, is this working for me anymore? Yes or mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. I, obviously, it's coming up. Because you've outgrown it or you're getting closer to look at it right in the eye so you can outgrow it to where it's not creating this torment within yourself or your life anymore. Because then we get back to the grounded part. Chop would carry water. You know, we all have bodies and bodies require food and water, blah, blah, blah. So, but there's that part of being aware, but not being afraid of not having. Right, right. Another ego dance. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, the the concept of ego, in my understanding of ego, study Buddhism and metaphysics and other areas of how they see ego, is that it depends on the situation. Sometimes it is good to have ego, you know, because if let's say you are in a relationship with somebody that you that you value and you, it's just it's your one on one relationship. Sometimes you do want to have an identity where you're not. Yeah. So open to everybody sharing um you know your relationship um you're expressing from your journey in your from your journey yeah yeah so so sometimes ego i mean ego can not be part of the experience and it's just all your higher self creating something you can bring ego back you know you know we create ego we create our ego. <laughs> and if we're creating something, it's obviously serving a purpose. Yeah. Well, in the part I look, I love about that part from what you're saying is that like right now, let's take the ego mm-hmm. put it right out here, right beside us. Let's have a chat with it. You as your higher self talking with the ego, the ego talking back to you to fight anything. And that's why I still scratch my head about let's go battle in the peace corps because battle and peace don't really go together but right right we're able to have a dialogue with it knowing that you're not it it is a consciousness within itself 
Mm-hmm. So now we can use it, put it right here in the chair next to us, and we can have a great conversation. We can get along. It could become your friend. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, it's so many demonize it, but it it's not demonize really a bull. It's mm-hmm. just a live deity that's been through all these experiences that are still affecting life from the solar plexus down, carnality wise. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, I'll pre- you, we got to watch out for this, watch out for that, blah, blah, blah. blah called primal uh, carnality but you can mature it up to be your best friend beside you yeah 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 that, that, i found that very interesting in, in terms of ego because okay so we're going to get into this concept is this is very high level for a lot of people getting very esoteric but um if you want to understand to bridge the higher self and the lower self which you're going to be talking about at the higher self expo in detail um so like in buddhism we have this concept that people, that we, everyone is energy. That's all you are is energy. And these bodies that we embody is the avatar in which we chose to play this experience. The storylines that we play into, we're playing roles and we're playing out cer- certain storylines that sources is, uh, you know, experiencing through us and um, directly. But Everything in the physical, in the matrix, in form, is a creation, a manifestation of the consciousness of the individual, the energetic soul. So you being a walking from a light body energy being coming into the body, what is your perspective on how the spirit has, the consciousness of the spirit has dominion over how forms are created? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, let me let me let me explain this further. A lot of people, um, young souls, come into this form and think that the form, the physical form, is stronger than the consciousness viewing and creating that form. Whereas it's the opposite. It is the consciousness that creates physical form, and yeah. we actually have dominion over how we create things. But can you explain from your experience? being a light body energy being embodied as those walking experience coming into form how consciousness creates form can you can you clarify Uh, that for people yeah so for an example let's just all stand at the top of mount everest or rushmore wherever you may be Mm -hmm. just stand right there at the very top overseeing all of creation. Mm-hmm. This is where you're in your element um, or in an aeroplane above it all. Mm-hmm. We just gently take a breath, look out the window to see the beauty form for the sake of form. Now, now we have another thought that arises, which is what would I love to experience or what would I love this form to look like? What mm-hmm. would I love to do with the form, if anything? Now, now we're stepping out of you and all your majesticness, being that of your higher level beingness. And now we're going to get our hands dirty with starting now, we're shifting our trajectory from the wide openness to now we're going to zero into one, like, like to this one pin to where now the room disappeared. Now we have this pin and now I'll use this pin as a tool to mm-hmm. create further. And technically it has a life of its own mm-hmm. until until you decide this is beautiful this is not beautiful 
everything's moving, everything's accelerating until you decide ah, something is off or something's amiss. And this is where the ego takes off and the, and the mind takes off trying to scramble with the ego to bring it way back above now again, mm-hmm. to see everything for what it is. Now, if I say, just as yourself, way back with the beginning of dense uh, matter principle, when you said, let there be light, bam, there was light. There wasn't a second contemplation. Mm-hmm. Now you said, let there be a planet. Great. Done deal. Let there be an ecosystem. Great. Done deal. Well, you're creating all of this. I, but my point is, I want you to feel the power within that. It's kind of like I wake up, oh, got to go to work. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what about we wake up? <laughs> Show me what the day looks like, man. And we're going to take our body wherever we take our body. But then we're there. We're kind of in it, but not of it. We're not affected with everything closing in. But now you're expanded so beautifully that just like at the top of Mount Everest or Rushmore, you can watch all the stuff occurring outside and around you where you can say, all right, big guns, manifest levels, crater levels, higher level, let the day unfold for my highest, what's good, so be it. Or yeah, you know, I would love to experience this or that. But then we let it go. And mm-hmm. now, now we've said, okay, I would love to experience this. That's when the energy starts coming in the form mm-hmm. to for your unanimous enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. I I have been doing this my whole life, and I've I found it fascinating how consciousness creates form. And so, um, and I I repeat this in other episodes about consciousness and meditation studies, and they've done this with the Maharishi meditation. Um, thousands of time, and and we have this conversation over and over again with different people about how consciousness creates form, how you, your form forms can change based off your perspective on the matrix, etc. Because you are the creator of your little mini world, and of course we are collectively creating together as well. Because it's more fun to play with other people than by yourself. Um, but still, people just don't really even if they practice it in their own life, don't really understand that they have dominion over form. They have dominion over the matrix. And, 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 and so let's take example, um, the current pandemic, which eventually will be an endemic where it's going to stay and you're going to have to live with it like many other um, diseases in the world that persist a little bit longer than we want it to be. Um, But people... When they get challenged with the form of how things transpire in the matrix, they go back to their little human beingness of thinking they don't have any control over how their consciousness creates their next best experience. So how can people create a fast and better outcome of for the current worldwide pandemic? So what, what is a quick exercise that people can do so they can see that they actually have dominion over form. Okay, so right now, everyone, let's close your eyes and focus your eyes right here towards the pineal and pituitary gland. Mm-hmm. Let's just let the body breathe as the body breathes. Let's just keep our focus there until everything in the headspace starts to become quiet. Thoughts nagging thoughts. However, they're not flying around. Now I want you to put your attention on taking a breath through your, in through your nose, all the way down into the pelvic girdle. Hold. 
then exhaling through the mouth just as slow as you can, like you're gently trying to blow out a candle. Now, let's just be right here, right now, feeling, even feeling the energy, feeling the acceleration of your vibratory levels right now, even starting to experience everything becoming quieter and quieter. Because right now, even with your eyes focused there, you cannot prove to yourself or anyone else that anything beyond your eyelids actually exists. You don't see it. You're not tasting it and so forth. Now, let's just hang out here for a moment. And as we, the longer we stay here, the more and more eventually joy, bliss, excitement, exuberance, it's all going to start coming up, coming up in waves. And then before you know it, it become constant. And it's pretty cool because it becomes a constant, but yeah, we don't have any finite focal point to project energy or our consciousness into right now we're getting into total harmony with you your mind and your body and the whole universe you're going beyond the akashic realms to where none of that stuff is affecting your personal life right now because right now we're welcoming in the new energy a new paradigm not trying to come in and relive past pain right now we have so much power to where we can acknowledge the past pain but now you're the master it's no longer your master and now let's just take our consciousness from the third eye all the way down through the heart just put your hand right on the heart just like you're going to open it up uh like you're screwing it open going to the right let's unveil the heart just letting it open and open to where even right now you can feel the acceleration of the vibratory levels and frequencies of make in megahertz of light. Mm-hmm. You can feel it increasing, increasing, and increasing. Now, within ourselves, we could say, higher levels take command and show me more. So right now, let's just put a door in front of us. Let's just walk up to the door. Let's just walk inside of it, look around, explore. Even sometimes you're going to hear crowds. And that's basically the angelic, archangelicus, and the toast rounds applauding your arrival, your arrival into you, into you, through you, through your body, that now we've opened up a whole different chapter, a whole different portal to where we can allow our entourage, our angelic, archangelics, and the host realms, guided realms, whatever name best accommodates you. Now, let's just be here for a moment. And now let's welcome in more and more and more of your light bodies, your light beingness. Also, reconnecting with your Merkaba. But now, letting the Merkaba start to shift around to where it starts to emanate more of the mother of pearl. That in every situation, in every angle you look at it, you feel it. It presents a different hue, a different color, a different frequency, a different tone. And now let's just take another breath. All right, speed up, speed up, speed up, body. And speed up, speed up, vibratorily. Show me what you're capable of right here, right now. And right now, let's just take another breath. And on the exhale now, let's just, let's just really start to sense how far the walls in the room are. 
how far away, brother humanity, how far away the mass collective thought forms, perceptions, uh, fight and flight, how you're becoming larger and larger, which is making it all go further and further away. Let's welcome in the rest of our Merkabah, because you, in even your high levels, because you are your higher levels, just at a different vibratory level. So great. Right now, let's just wash our hands out with the old in with the new, or just out with the old. To where you can just feel more and more and more and more and more of your spaciousness. Now, let's go ahead and bring the mind forth. Let's just you let's just share with the mind right now. Everything going on day to day, moment to moment, morning, new to night, blah, blah, blah. Well, all the duties, responsibilities, rah, rah, rah. Well, why don't we just shift our per- perception for a moment to where all of that are just a bunch of can-dos. There is no have-to-do. They're can-dos. And I want you to just feel even more spaciousness now, now that no one's closing in on you, now that nothing is bombarding at you. We're all right now, we feel our body just becoming clearer, purer, stronger, lighter, brighter, and more in a total, complete, direct connectedness with you, your higher levels, the whole universe for that matter, source consciousness, pure, pure consciousness, pure energy, pure light that we have right here in ourself, but also in the palm of the hand to wield it in any direction in which feels appropriate for you. Once again, you're out of jail, you're out of prison, you're out of Egypt, and you're out of your incarnational realms right now, because now you're expanding so hugely. You're, you're creating such a higher and higher vibrancy, benevolence, radiance, and activatedness and amplifiedness, and we're invoking the rest of you, your power, your divinity, your omnipotence, to where now, you know, here we are with, the, with and as the whole universe to a point where now let's take a breath. Let's welcome back all of our soul fragmentations. And that's different parts of the soul that have been fragmented through your multidimensional incarnational journeys, which has nothing to do with a linear time. It has everything to do with dimensionality to where, once again, we're shifting our projection into, let's say, the turn of the, let's just say the beginning of time, the beginning of the creation and ideal to put things in a linear form mm. and now let's just go right there right now let's welcome back our power cleared and purified and welcome back your soul fragmentations cleared and purified now for your highest best good and highest best good of all concern because now it's a great example of how not still to let that incarnation still affect your current incarnation right right that's a very good exercise. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you so much, William. Um, it actually brings up another question for you. Oh, awesome, awesome. What is a um, Syrian walk-in incarnate think of human religions? I would say there's different parts. I would say from an overview it's like going to a dinner buffet or something because mm-hmm. we have all these different pathways home. Technically, mm-hmm. home to the heart now 
it could be Buddhism, it can be uh, Judaism, Christian, on, there's no end of, you know, new ones pop up every other day. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. they're, they're really just belief systems, but as a soul, as a being, as a trinity, spirit and soul and form, many can, many use these as a pathway to wake up, a pathway back through, through the heart, into the heart. And then after that, well, it's different for everyone, but you reach different levels of, it's kind of like even reading the Bible, you know, six, 20, a thousand different levels to it. Right. But from here, now we're, let's, as we go through religion, we, I want to be clear, you do outgrow it. And then you start a whole new journey beyond because that religion can only take you so far because the journey is still back to yourself. Right, right. And yourself is so, it's so big. Oh, yourself, so yourself is, is source, mm -hmm. is consciousness and all of these, um, like the, the, like the different star systems with, quote, quote, higher light body energy beings. I'm just saying that in quotes because there is yeah. no higher or lower, but <laughs> just for humans concept of linear markers, uh -huh. higher um, beings. They see all of it as one big embodiment. So there is no, um, they're just different experiences. When you get higher, you just, they're just different experiences. You just observe and experience like, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's an interesting way to do it. And, and I, I, I watch that quite frequently, frequently, um, just to, just to relate this to human basic concepts of these, this concept that we've been talking about, about how our consciousness has dominion over form and the matrix. Um, like at my home, we have a Blackberry, uh, a little Blackberry forest on one side of the property. Okay. And there's colonies of rabbits. And I would sit there and maybe there's a patch of dirt. And I would sit there and I would look and I would go, oh, you know, it'd be fun is just see a bunch of baby rabbits pop out. And then baby rabbits will pop out exactly. of that it's, dirt. And I was like, oh, uh -huh. I, how funny <laughs> is that? It just yeah. happened. Um, and so, um, but you can, but you guys can exercise that. Like if you just really just think about, about that, you are energy. And as energy, your consciousness is the one that creates the form. You mm -hmm. can just practice that um, of going, hmm, I want to see baby rabbits pop up and they all pop out. Or I like I my children will be outside in the backyard playing and um, they love chasing the rabbits that that go through our yard. So I will go, oh, uh, my son is getting reckless. So um, I need a rabbit to show up right now so he could chase it and and distract him from being, um, you know, a little bit violent with the plants that I just planted. So all of a sudden, a little rabbit will start coming out and a little another one and they and he'll start chasing them. So you guys can practice that every day, these little mini exercises. Um, and, and as you do it more and more and more, you'll see that you, it is within your consciousness that you create form, that you create experiences, that um, you manifest your next best experience. And as you do this more and more, um, you realize that you, you are much more powerful than you give yourself credit. Now, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to go to this next question about consciousness creating form and creating the matrix uh, for these higher 
um, spiritual secrets. Uh, what about the want or desire to create a quote, quote, perfect utopian world? Okay. And everybody has a different concept of utopia. And now we're talking about the collective consciousness creating an experience that we all create together. And people have different experiences uh, or different perspectives of how this issue with society should be created or formed and how this one should be created or formed. So since we have, since our consciousness has dominion over how experiences are created and forms are created for us to experience in the physical, how does the collective create and impact um, the form of how society forms? Um, now, with that, that's what I call the mass collective. Mm-hmm. That collective, it's not a thing. It's like a web that surrounds parts of the planet. And let's just say for the sake of argument, the whole planet. From For some, they work graveyard shifts. Others, they work all day. Others work swing shifts. So, you know, in certain places, like where you live, it looks like at about 2.48 a.m., that web of thought forms collapses and they start becoming more spacious, spacious, but then they literally poof, poof, poof. They become repolarized to back into pure creator consciousness, pure consciousness uh-huh. as a whole. Now, when you're walking down the road during the day or driving or at work, well, now you're in smaller pockets of what I call more of a combustible stream of like, almost like smoke but not really smoke Mm. it's like particles are so thick they're so sluggish they're so confined in a confined space that we can call it fog we can call it whatever we want but what happens you're going so quick and your mental levels are going so quick constantly observing 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 so and here comes a thought out of nowhere technically mass collective but Mm -hmm. then it's what we do with it whether we act or react to it but then we decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to put a wheel on my step, my step, hop, sing, jump. I'm going to be right here right now doing whatever I'm doing, having a blast. Well, this is you coming in and expanding out to where now you're not by default taking in those thoughts. And mm-hmm. you look at the mass collective, it's pretty much every thought that's been thought or thunk during that period. Some are more pleasant, some maybe not so pleasant. But regardless, you know, it's like a... It's like a web that is dissipating, constantly metamorphosizing. And that's what I love. You can actually see the mass collective by going outside, uh-huh. dawn or dawn, uh, I'm sorry, dusk or dawn, and letting your eyes go out of focus, see all the little particles. And I say that, and you can do it anytime, really, but um. for those that are still waking up to those parts of themselves, you know, and you start really seeing the energy, their little like tiny balls, if you will. The thought uh, forms, the thought forms. Yeah. So, so are you saying, just so people can wrap their minds around, um, around this concept of how the collective creates form and creates the matrix, is that everybody who's participating mm-hmm. in the experience is creating little thought forms of how things, you know, what they want in this uh-huh. or that experience. And so all these thought forms are floating around and these thought forms are merging with each other. And that's what creates the combined experience. 
Yeah, because that's where, okay. yeah, because what happens, it's kind of like the 12 monkey thing, right? One monkey started washing his food in the middle of nowhere, and then one across the planet started because you're that connected. So right. this is great. And bam, oh, this is great. Bam, that's great. But the thing about it, it can be at times more beneficial, mm-hmm. uh, more, comp- let's just say, complementary. And other times it could be very dense. So mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on the streams through the mass collective, like like the pandemic thing, right? It, it's such a head scratcher because it's like one person got ill, they became afraid. And then there's this whole, then two, three, four, this whole blanket surrounds, it all led to a big blanket all over the planet. Mm. Or uh, for now, oh my goodness, there's something to be afraid of. Oh my goodness, we got to run. Don't look at me, don't touch me. And six feet um. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that isn't as pleasant of one, mm-hmm. but then you could feel the mass hysteria, the mass panic. Yeah. Well, you can watch. You can watch it. You can watch it. And this is what I found interesting about this experience of, of, you know, be observant of the collective consciousness and in terms of how it creates its together next best experience. Because oftentimes it comes to some kind of compromise. There's always a little bit of a push pull in terms of everybody's putting the uh-huh. thought forms into the into the collective and this uh, eventually it's going to come to some kind of compromise so you're going to get a little bit of what you want but not completely what you what you want so it's kind of like a marriage <laughs> we're yeah. all kind of marrying our thought about how we want to create the collective experience and you're going to get a little bit of what you want but not completely so you have to learn to be okay with compromise or in okay what is and what is yeah yeah because i um you know right now as we're going through this you know we we i'm just observing different things and um i'm going well that's interesting so people are learning and i'm already way beyond the pandemic in terms of my consciousness i'm already Mm -hmm. at the endemic part of it i've been there for a long time um uh, and but I have to wait for everybody else to get there. And everybody else is at different levels of consciousness. They're at different processes and they are going through their little um, mindscape or whatever of, of what they're doing and how they're going to process it. But eventually everybody will get to that harmonizing place where there's a happy medium in terms of that collective compromise. Because mm-hmm. I think... You know, this concept of collective consciousness creating the matrix together so that we can experience it together, I would really re-term it as collective compromise. It's really a collective compromise rather than a collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because that's all we're ever doing is compromising with each other. Otherwise, we will all just, we can be in our own little bubbles. It's not very much fun. It kind of brings you back to even when you created the bodies, you created it with a blueprint that says, I need human interaction, human touch. That's Mm -hmm. why for some, and dear ones hug each other, others, they punch each other, touch is touch. Mm -hmm. But then then you look at that and you say, okay, huh? As a whole, yeah, we'll, we'll call it compromise, but it's kind of a cool one because as a whole, everyone ends up winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that 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 that's a big one for a lot of people. That's a big one is the collective consciousness because they don't oh. necessarily agree with the collective consciousness, collective compromise yeah. on on Nick's best experience. But oftentimes, it's like going through the middle of a a snowstorm. When you're in the thick of it, it's confusing. You you get a little bit emotional or angry. But when it subsides and you go on the other side, and you see everything settle. Uh huh. You're like, oh. Okay, I see. I see, I see how that how that created this. It's not so bad. It wasn't that bad after all. Yeah. But um, because I talk to a lot of people from different, I I, I have um, a lot of seniors in my family, and I've talking to ones who have lived through um, polio um, pandemic. They've lived through this. Well, they used to live through the Spanish flu, um, and many of them are saying we're just seeing a repeat of how people experience things everybody's going to experience oh. the pandemic in a different way but we're, but human behavior is very consistent in each and every single one and people are going to experience it in certain buckets but uh-huh. um when they came out of it and they look back they're like wow we learned a lot about ourselves and we learned um a lot that many people behave much the same as they have in other ones which Mm -hmm. is it's just what's different with this one as compared to previous pandemics in um, the last hundred years is that this one is televised and on the (laughs) internet (laughs) and all over the place and all over the place on social media (laughs) and so you get everything in in real time fast and it can be a little bit uh, that emotion of fear and anxiety and panic and all that can just accelerate so much faster because it's happening so quickly. We're sharing information so much more quicker than all the previous pandemics who didn't have instant inter- internet. Mm-hmm. So it's- that's that's what makes it different. So sometimes you have to sit, step back and go, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's not get too down the rabbit hole with this story and that story. Let's, 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 let's step back and look at big picture. Because yeah. you don't have time to process information so much when you're constantly, here's the latest news, here's the latest information, here's the late whatever. There's no time to process. And that's yeah. what I'm noticing is that at this time, when it comes to different collective experiences around different topics, there isn't a lot of time between new information where people can process the information that they got and think about it and sit with it. Whereas in Previous generations, because there wasn't internet, um, they had a couple of days or they had some time before the latest update. So they were able to kind of sit with their emotions and thoughts and go, okay, this is how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference. That's what I noticed. So what do you say to people who um, who are, you know, constantly getting pulled with the um polarizing emotions that come up um, with this new story and that new story and just you know it just continues and continues to inundate you what what is your advice for people to i would say number one before we decide to run with it let's stop take a breath do a a body scan how am i feeling right now Mm -hmm. okay great i don't feel coronatized or covetized i don't feel fear i don't feel panic and then it's like okay if i'm going to turn on the television so be it but it's interesting because 
if none of this was televised and there wasn't internet, there wasn't satellites on and on, well, is wouldn't it be amazing uh, upon how how from here it would be almost non-existent because to see this told, it didn't share, it didn't backed up, told again, a little bit of a tweak. It's it's that alone is the human uh, ego design of a virus. Now, yeah, go back to like a mental virus. Let's come back and emotional. Come back. Let's take a breath. Let's do a body scan once again. Oh, okay. Well, before I turned this on, I felt this way. I turned it on. It's like, huh, I'm feeling kind of drained. What happened? What just happened? Then I would ask you to stop, take a breath. Let's welcome back your power, your energy, even all of your soul fragmentations. Let's welcome it all back to you right here, right now, cleared and purified. And then we ask ourselves, okay, we it could be the media, it could be whatever outlet you so choose, but mm-hmm. what is real for you right now? What is true for you right, right now or about you right now? Right. You're, so before we decide to go into the parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous systems, uh, fight and flight, because huh. that's all in the head. So it's taking your body into uh, hyperadrenaline, then you're feeling zapped. Well, hmm. if I check in with myself about what I see, what I feel, how you even say, more importantly, what you know, mm-hmm. you'll find the whole COVID thing. It, it could be COVID, it could be flu season, rah, rah, rah you're you're going to find a heck of a lot if not total immunity to it all yeah 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 and 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 that's why i found this very interesting when i observe um because there's a lot of editorial yeah there's a lot of editorial and people will watch one editorial comment um news story about something and they'll watch it i really miss the day where it was just the news this is what happened there was a car accident everybody survived and I really look forward. I, really, I miss that. Oh yeah, big time. And I look forward to the news when it'll start making like top story. Junior got student of the week or something. You right. Know, not from a handgun, but you know right. that, that that do kind of turn the page to mm-hmm. that. I would say personally, things that matter. That because that kind of thing is going to lift the consciousness faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that comes to survival because, I, I mean, they've already done it in scientific research that much like animals, um, they they gravitate to the bad news bears because mm-hmm. it is uh, it, it triggers that survival mechanism. Like, you know where um, you can get hurt or how somebody else is getting hurt. That Then you're like, okay, that I know not to do that or I know to avoid that. Uh-huh. It just goes into survival. And, there, and, and, and with respect to stories that play into our survival and our fear of not surviving that has a role in it but you have to look at it the big picture like okay how do I feel about this and I I would say an exercise that a lot of people do not do is because a majority of current news stories are editorial yeah. Are my opinion, here's my opinion about this, and here's my opinion about that. So all people or the viewers are doing is just basically picking the person's opinions and they're picking up somebody else's beliefs about something. They don't really have the time between one editorial news story to another to really sit there and think about how do I feel about this? What are my thoughts on this? How do, how do I contemplate this? There is not much time between 
one uh, editorial comment on a news story versus another that comes up that we're constantly be get, being um, told how to think and how to feel about something because, oh, let's, what, what are they saying about this? Oh, what's they're saying about this? So it's just kind of like, we're constantly being fed different perspectives of other people's, uh, and then you just you just pick the one that that you like. But in that whole mix, where is your thought about it? Mm-hmm. Where where when have you stopped to contemplate it, and how do you feel about it? Take away all of this anchor person's perspective and this anchor person's perspective. Take away their thought about it. What's yours? Mm-hmm. And majority of the time, people don't have their own thought. Exactly. They're just mm. kind of, they're kind of buying it, getting swallowed up by it. And mm-hmm. without, ever, without ever taking a breath, it's like, well, what do I feel? How do I feel? Versus how I'm being told to feel. Yeah, yeah. That, could, that, that falls in, into, there's so much to go into that. Um, okay, so the 2021 Higher Self Expo is on July 17th through July 18th. And it's a 24-hour expo featuring 33 speakers, including you, William. Um, so everyone go to higherselfexpo.com to sign up. Now, William, you're going to be presenting at the expo. What, what are you going to be talking about? Well, I'm still kind of putting that together. I'm looking at manifestation. I'm also looking at the pulling away from the old going into the new to where like Mm -hmm. you've been manifesting, manifesting for so long, let's just say by default and being able to, I'll call it reel it back in to where that phases out to where now you're a lot more present, deliberately manifesting rather than any assumptions. And then going into more and more about your higher levels marrying your lower levels and how it's not just an internalized marriage, how magnetically, energetically it affects everything in your world. So you start, mm-hmm. you're starting to go into a whole new beginning of unfoldments, unveilments, and then getting into, you know, all right, good morning universe or the rest of myself. All right, show me the day and mm-hmm. this day unfolds quickly as I can handle my high But also, you know, today I would love to experience. I'd love to see, mm-hmm. I'd love to feel what it, what it's like to be loved. Mm-hmm. I want today, you know, wonder what it feels like to be loved, adored, uh, embraced. You know, it's starting going more and more and then getting into Parts of the optimal health and well-being and homeostasis of the rebuilding, regenerating of the body, including, you know, stepping out of the midbrain on impulse and starting to marry the frontal lobe, mid and back of the brain and the right and left sides to where now, even with the divine intellect spiraling down within you and through you, how we're able to move through anything, everything in more of a grace, ease and flow rather than like linebackers on steroids. <laughs> funny image linebackers on steroids yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting observation too so um i just i just observe i just observe things and then um sometimes i do i, I will i will pick a, a point and kind of push the push <laughs> my little piece my little thought form into uh-huh. uh into the collective um compromise but for the most part, I just sit back and I watch. So you kind of, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. And then when I watch enough, I'm like, okay, I kind of had enough of this of this charade. <laughs> time to 
time to put my little platform into some something to kind of push it for, forward. Yeah. yeah, I'm also going to be speaking about superseding the mind over matter and transcending magnetics and seeing yeah. the seeing and accessing the higher levels of you and moving fully into a place within your presence. You know, which is no longer affected by the outside world around mm-hmm. you, but purposely being in the world, but not of nor affected with or by the world, and then rising and rising and rising above all the hoopla, all the um, games, yeah, ego nonsense, and say, hey, baby, here I am, let's go. And yeah, literally, your mind, your body, and your world metamorphosize. Yeah, that, that much faster and that much clearer. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you'd be surprised. People love their games. They love their games. They do. I mean, I've, I've spoken to some people in spiritual circles where they're like, oh, you know, we're the light warriors. We're the waken. Everybody else is sheep. <laughs> Everybody else is, you know, if you're not with the light workers and you're not the, the awaken, you're the sheep and you're helping, um, you know, the evil ones and all, all of these games, all these polar games. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. sources consciousness sources in all of it playing all parts for you to recognize that and transcend it and overcome the judgment of it yeah yeah but but uh but but then but then that but then that creates a conundrum for some people because they love their games they love their games but that's fine that's fine that's part of their life lesson that's the learning lesson that's fine that's part of their learning lesson so i respect that too uh, do you have a last message for the builders of um, this higher dimensional, fifth dimensional, and above Earth? Yes. You are the beloved. You are the answer in which you seek. Take a breath. Feel your heart. and Feel yourself within the body. Hear the, si- the deafening sound of silence. Letting silence become so spacious, become so open to where you begin to emanate and fill up that spaciousness with the wholeness of yourself with your mind, your body, your aura, but in all levels, all dimensions, every cell of your body, and also the, the rebuilding, regeneration of the dissolvement of the cause, the core, the record, and the effect of everything that has occurred, potentially will occur, to where it's all a pathway to come back to you, mm-hmm. you being that of the love, you being that of the beloved, you being that of the joy and the camaraderie ship in which you seek. Namaste. Well, that's beautiful. Well, William, thank you for offering to teach people to make peace with the life experience and the dual nature of our higher self and our lower self. Um, So for more information, everyone, about William's books, offerings, and his courses, um, go and visit his website, which is William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, Linville, L-I-N-V-I-L-L-E.com. And don't forget to check out his speaking engagement at the 2021 Higher Self Expo on July 17th to 18th, which that website is higherselfexpo.com. So thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. Namaste. Namaste. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, 
please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.